Motherfucking mic on. This is your boy Jack, the Brigade Podcast Show. We live in this motherfucker. I got my um my brother from another mother in here. Before uh he he came out and seen uh the homie before he uh take his last flight. <laughs> Not said like that. <laughs> this is my last flight. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? Right. Well, for the year though, bro. <laughs> um, he, you know, he stopped off in um in, in LA to come see a brother before he head out to Australia, man. I got my homie in here, uh, my best friend, good a good dude, um, motherfucking Curtis Kane, <laughs> my fucking man. What up, brother? Uh, just living good, man. Just living good. Um, it's what two a.m. Uh, we are uh, Bob, what? Yeah, but no, it's one thirty. Oh, it's one thirty. You're right. You're right. Uh, we're drinking a little Jameson. Uh, <laughs> got to head out to the airport around four thirty, so we thought it was Savages. time to do a <laughs> time to do a podcast. Fucking savages. <laughs> uh, oh, bro, it's good to be here, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's good to see you, brother. How was the flight, man? Uh, it was uh, pretty low key, man. I, I had a couple of whiskeys before I uh, before I jumped on the plane. <laughs> Go uh, customary. And, uh, you know, I, I landed. I wasn't feeling too good. But by the time that we got to the house and we had a little bit of liquor and some good dinner, uh, I feel great now. <laughs> I think we're uh, ready. Kudos. Set. Kudos to uh, microwavable Applebee's for, <laughs> for blessing us tonight because... Oh, that sweet and savory <laughs> chicken was so nice. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't shit open. <laughs> oh God, Alhambra, you motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, it's good to see you, brother. So, you know, we kicking it, man. Um, we had a, we had some microwavable Applebee's, and we we about what three shots of Jameson in. Yeah, yeah, and this is the point where I start to realize that. I'm kind of a lightweight nowadays. Uh, you know, three shots of Jameson back in the day used to be nothing, but now I'm starting to feel a little silly off of it. Bro, <laughs> bro, you remember when we used to, we used to, like, we used to go hard in the paint. Yeah. I can't even do that shit no more either. The worst part about that is that was like one year ago. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and like, and like every single year, like the older that I get, the worse I am with alcohol, like the worse my relationship yeah. is with alcohol, like it, it's harder and harder to throw back shit and wake up and be like a normal person again. Do you think you think drinking? You think drinking is like, is it more social for you, or is it just like something to be like, let's just get black the fuck out? <laughs> um, you know, it's weird because I, I think everybody has a different relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's the social aspect where mm-hmm. people go out to be social. Then I think that there is the the people that abuse alcohol, yeah. And then I think that there are the people in the middle, <laughs> you know. And I think that's kind of the border that I float on because I've had both relationships yeah. with alcohol. I've been a social drinker, and I've also been the abusive drinker. Yeah. 
So at this point in my life, you know, I enjoy alcohol and I can do it sociably, but there are times that the scales, because it's like a spectrum, right? So like on one side it's abusive and on one side it's like, you know, social and, and you land somewhere in that spectrum. And I think I kind of bounce back and forth. Yeah. Like there's never like any like one place that I sit. So I think at this point in time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty dead center, but I think everybody kind of fluctu- fluctuates on that with alcohol. So how are you channeling, like, channeling, and how you say channeling, channeling, channeling that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's important to, so, like, if I start to see myself slip, mm-hmm. which I, actually about three weeks ago, I start to, I saw myself slip a little yeah. bit. I was like, oh, I'm drinking a lot more, like, and it, and it wasn't anything crazy. It's not like I go out to the bar and I get fucking hammered yeah. on 10 shots, but I'll go back to the house after work, and I'll have, like, three or four beers, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm drinking fermented wheat juice. And having four of these <laughs> before I go to bed every night. Yeah. And that is like not only fucking with my physical self, because I'll wake up and I'm not as fresh as I could be. Um, but it, um, you know, it becomes a state where it's like, hey, if I'm not at work, like I want to be in this altered state of reality. So for me, it's it's mitigating that and making sure that it's a luxury and not a necessity. Yeah. So what I did is I quit drinking um, for... You know, I'll quit drinking for an extended period of time just to show myself that I have control over myself. Definitely. Now, now is that it, does the drinking comes more because when you started talking about when you was going home after a day of work, uh, for me, uh, it's it's stressful. It's some stressful shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Does does the stress make you drink more, or is it just? I don't think it's. I don't. I don't real. For me, it's not the stress, but I think. Once again, I think everybody kind of has their own reason. So, like, when you, if you go home, like, do you, if you're stressed out, is it like, hey, let's get a drink? Yeah, I think, yeah, for, uh, yeah, certain days, man, for the motherfucking profession, certain days, man, that shit is be, that should be like, fuck that, I need a drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so I, yeah, I do, I can't say certain times I'll come to the crib and I'll be like, this just be one of them days where I'll just go hard. And then some days, like you said, um, I put myself in situations too. I'd be like, man, yeah, I need to make. I think that's how it is for most myself. people, though. You know, I think that that people are um, they get stressed out and they turn to a mind altering substance mm-hmm. like alcohol, which is very easily accessible to to kind of change their situation. Um, what's dangerous is when you like just do it regardless yeah like whether whether it's a hard day or not you're like constantly doing it i think that's sometimes where i fall into that category and that's where i'm like yo like i need to cut myself off um but i have enough self-control to where i can i can do that at times um but there's always you know nobody has complete control over their self or their mind so there's always times that all of us are going to slip yeah in, in those categories so like you might get off work after being super stressed and you might have one or two, but that could be five or six. And then the next night, you know, it might be one or two again. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all about kind of mitigating the, you know, the, the binge nights and, and doing it for what it is, which is like an enjoyable substance from time to time. Yeah. Cause I didn't been to some places where shit like dark places where, you know, you, you just want to caress the bottle. <laughs> make love to make love to be like I'm gonna own you by the end of the night if you're if you're gonna caress a bottle if you're gonna caress a bottle like 
Like, what's your what's your number one? Like, if you would if you would only drink one thing for the rest of your life, what would you drink? Ooh, yo, that's a good answer. <laughs> like, that's hard. That's like that's asking like, what's your favorite song of all real, time? Like, man, you can't. Shit. <laughs> shit, you know, I could go into a go to, or you yeah. talking about one that you can like? That, so I'm assuming that. Yeah, uh, your go to, like your ride or die. Like what you would drink for the rest of your life if you could only drink one more thing. I'm not gonna lie, man. That motherfucking Jameson, man. Like, yeah. And this is not this is not uh, <laughs> a chance to get a promotion or like a promo or some some um, what we call that shit? Swag. Some swag. <laughs> some free swag from some Jameson. Free swag from Jameson. <laughs> but hey, Jameson, I am your number one fan. <laughs> Actually, we got some Jameson in the cup right now. <laughs> For real, you know, if we was filming this motherfucker, you'd see the bottle and everything. I'm this not was, blocking this. This was not even planned. Yeah, real. <laughs> what would be your go-to? Uh, my go-to, you know, I think it depends on category because there are some categories of liquor that I or of booze that I like. So if I'm gonna do liquor, you know, I love whiskey. So if I had to go to whiskey, and I know this sounds gross, and I know there's going to be people, people that cringe, but Wild Turkey 101, man, that is my shit. And I don't know why. It's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Nobody should be able to drink this shit, but I love it. Yo. This is, <laughs> nah, for real, though. This is, this is, this is real story. So um, I lost my great uncle yesterday morning. Oh shit, man! Yeah, so my, my grandmother, my grandmother's uh, brother, her oldest brother. He's the oldest out of uh, I want to say it was eight. It was eight of them. Mm-hmm. But he was the oldest. He died on uh, Monday morning. And his favorite drink, no bull jive, man. Like when we would see him, he would have two bottles on him. A bottle in his boot. Like, I'm talking about a cowboy boot because he used to, <laughs> like he used to, like he used to drive around the little country town in Sunset, which is like not too far from Opelousas, where we all grew up. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, my 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 grandmother grew up, and he stayed there, so he used to cut grass for the whole town. Like mm-hmm. he'll go, right, I'm gonna cut your grass, I'm gonna cut. and but everybody knew Uncle Melvin. But when you would see him, and they called him Melvin T. All rest his soul. He would have a bottle of wild turkey, <laughs> like the little pint. What's that? A pint? Is it a yeah, pint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little pint. Mm-hmm. He'd have a pint in his boot and a pint in his back pocket. Wow. And he'd be out there cutting grass and like hundred, like you know, the oh. humidity. bro. <laughs> I'm talking about to the dome taking it. That like, dude's a that dude was a savage. Like, and I, that's why when you said this to me, like we, like, oh, whoa, bro. How trippy, man! That's oh crazy. My God, that is really crazy. That's organic. Too. That's one of the. I, I like that, Uncle Melvin. I know you wanted to say you better I, make exactly. sure. <laughs> you exactly. better make sure the world know who I am. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he just channeled himself yeah, through this motherfucking podcast. Yeah, that's real. Like I'm gonna channel him. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird because there were so many different things I wanted to say, but then I thought about my go-to and. Yeah. Uh, like your Uncle Melvin, uh, I, I love me some turkey, wild turkey, <laughs> especially the 101. It's quite tasty. Yo, that uh, joint, that's some tough shit, man. But it is tough. It's tough. And uh, I I grew to love drinking it um, 
man, I, I think I was just too broke to afford good whiskey, <laughs> to be to be honest. Uh, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, and I started drinking it when, I, you know, I was in the Army, you know, mm-hmm. back when we met, mm-hmm. uh, back when I was like 18, 19, 20, uh, just trying to kind of find an alternative to, you know, expensive whiskey or, you know, something that would get me fucked up quick. But it's funny because, like, those types of things, they stick with you. Like, if you had me drinking eight ball today or the malt liquor, Old English 40, I like the taste of that shit because I had drank so many prior to that yeah. that it was just normal for me. And I'm sure Melvin loved his Wild 30 because it no. was just, that was like his taste, his flavor. Yeah. Um, so I think Jameson might have grown on you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, because before that shit, we was drinking E&J. Yeah, you never, yeah, we were drinking cognac, cognac and shit. And yeah. Cognac and shit. I think Jameson did grow on me. You're right about that yeah. because I was fucking with some E&J in LA. You know, I I never knew what the motherfucking who who was the like the powerhouses behind that shit. But it's, mm-hmm. it's some brandy. Um, but you know, I'm looking for some free swag too. So uh, <laughs> I always used to call it Eddie, Eddie and Jones because the way you felt the next day, you oh, felt man. like a motherfucker named Eddie, and you felt like your last <laughs> name. <was> <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker Jones. <laughs> motherfucker, you seen that motherfucker Eddie Jones? <laughs> uh, that, so, <laughs> that sounds like a tall tale that was from the night before, and they're about to go off on a fucking crazy ass drunken story and tell you about yeah. motherfucker Jones. You seen that motherfucker Eddie Jones? Like, look at that E and J motherfucker. So that was the drink, man. That big ass. Man, that, that damn penny looking bottle, man. Yeah. Like, the shit make you smell like goddamn. I'm like, what the? Uh, oh, I mean, man. I, I don't know. We used to put that shit in our sangria at work. Um, so me and Jay? Yeah, so we, I used to manage restaurants, as you mm-hmm. know, um, for about five years. And every single year, I went to three different concepts, seven different restaurants. Every single one of those restaurants was part of the same company. And we would change our sangria recipe constantly. But it always had E&J brandy in it. And it was such a weird thing. So we would make sangria out of Get this, uh, like a Cabernet. Mm-hmm. So we use one of those fucking, you know, those nasty ass bag wines, like you know the big bag of uh, Peter Vella or whatever yeah. uh, wine, and then we would use a fifth of E and J and then a fifth of vodka, Smirnoff vodka, and then we would squeeze fresh fruit juice in that. So we'd use fresh orange, fresh lime, fresh lemon, and then we would use simple syrup, which is just sugar water. And that was some of the best fucking sangria I've ever had. Like, there's the difference is, like, people don't use brandy and sangria because yep. they're like, yo, that that doesn't make sense. But it makes it super boozy. You get yep. fucked up yeah. and you have a great time, and it still tastes pretty damn good. Um, and they also don't use fresh fruit juice, which is something that's always struck me as strange because, like, you can taste the difference when you yeah. use, like, preservatives yep. to, like, squeezing your own juices for whatever cocktails or whatever sangria or whatever you're trying to make like that shit was crazy but yeah e and j that was like the focal point of that of that sangria bro you know when i used to yeah because i love sangria sangria is my shit like but i never knew that shit because i didn't been to some places in new york man when i was living out there and shit and i would taste the sangria and i used to tell myself i'm like bro this sangria has to have some type of fucking brandy in it really you would say that you could taste it. You could taste it. Yeah, okay. Like you say, the fucking, the, the booze of it, because, you know. It was you, boozy. It, it was, was boozy, because yeah. E&J is fucking boozy, like. Yeah. Like, it's some, 
good times, Ned DeWine, no shit, where you be like, this motherfucker is laid the yeah. fuck out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of my best motherfucking memories is off some E&J. But that's what Damn. sangria is. It's, it's kind of like a stew because you just throw in all these motherfucking yeah. ingredients and as long as you have some sort of red wine or white wine in there, you're good. Yeah, for, for <laughs> it's gonna pass. Yeah. Like you're gonna be all right. So we would do stuff like, like with our white sangria, mm. we wouldn't use the brandy, but we would use a bottle of like elderflower liqueur. So, to where we had like this vodka brandy red sangria, then you turn around, we use like a fifth of elderflower liqueur. Yeah. It's like Saint Germain, if you've ever Saint had Germain, Saint Germain, yeah, Saint Germain, it's tasty, yeah, it's really tasty. tasty. Fuck, tasty yeah, you fuck. take that yeah. and you throw vodka in there with the same fresh fruit juices, and then you put like a like a Pinot Grigio, so Pinot Grigio is like, you know, like yeah. green apple, like thin green apple, yes. citrus, little Fruits. sweet, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and you put all those together, and oh my god, man, like you, it's a great flavor combination, and that's like that's like what I would drink, like that's red solo cup shit, like that's, <laughs> that's definitely red red yeah. solo cup yeah. shit, <laughs> and you just think motherfuckers used to be in the bar putting shit together like this. Oh man, so we, did you? Have, <laughs> Did you did you ever spend time in the barracks when you were in the army? No, I did. Not when we. No, I don't think I did. Not not in, not when we was in North Carolina. Okay, okay. But before no, because you were you were a sergeant at that time, so you were living off base. Yeah, but in, you, were, before, so you were East Six. Yeah, but I used to always. To be honest with you, I, be, I used to say like, man, I wonder. I bet them motherfuckers in that motherfucker party. Oh, we party like a motherfucker. So let me let me paint the picture for y'all. So. My boy Rios. Everything is unclassified. Okay? <laughs> I want y'all motherfuckers to know. Don't be. Dang. So my boy Rios. Retirees, don't be calling the show. Uh, be trying to look for a motherfucker. Talking about y'all motherfuckers up yeah. there talking about shit that's classified. Ain't nothing this shit classified. And the only thing that's classified is this fucking recipe I'm about to tell y'all. For some barracks brew. Yeah, okay. barracks brew, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, uh, ironically, we did call it beach bums, so the alliteration is there. But. My boy Rios lived in the room right next to me, and somehow this worked out. I, I don't know why my commander let this happen, because he knew how tight we were, and we'd been in some trouble before. And the rooms were connected by the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So Rios is a crazy dude, and I would be, like, over in my room. Like, even if I was with a girl, like, it didn't matter, like, what I was doing. Like, Rios would come over to my room, like, stark-ass naked, like, balls-ass naked, like, totally balls out, like, everything. <laughs> And he would have like a fifth of, he would have a fifth of Seagram's gin. And he would always get the lime flavor, <laughs> lime flavored Seagram's yeah, gin. That's the best. And then he would have Sierra Mist or Sprite, Sprite, hopefully, but Sierra Mist sometimes. And we would call them Beach Bums, the lime Sierra Mist or the lime uh, Seagram's with the Sierra Mist. And that is all we drank in that barracks from that and whiskey. <laughs> like that was it so we would get so lit that Rios would go and try and pick fights with people in the barracks so like imagine like you know the barracks is kind of like a hotel yeah. if, you, if you're not in the yeah, service definitely. where it looks like you know room after room after room Rios would get pissed drunk on these beach bums and he would go door to door to grown ass men's rooms and he would knock and he would <laughs> see what they were doing see if they wanted to hang out <laughs> at like four in the morning <laughs> drunk as shit 
And they would answer the door and they'd be like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, oh, man, I just want to have a beach bum come on over to our room or party. And I thought, you know, and he would go crazy. And we'd have, we'd have 13, 14 guys yeah. in, the, in the room partying in the barracks. Fucking reels, man. Uh, yeah. Typical, typical goddamn barracks night. Oh, man. It was, and it was like every night, you know. You know, talking about our drinking scale earlier, this is starting to make a lot more sense. Make, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It carry over. It, it carries over. Yeah. What, so what? What do you most you mostly miss about those days, man? Because I look at a lot of those days, man. Even now, and I said, uh, and I said a lot, like, cause like I'm here. Mm-hmm. I guess once you start moving up, man, you know, you start taking different assignments and stuff, and uh, you move around and. You miss out on some things. And I say you miss out on some things, but you miss the, the, the good parts of um, of being in that part of that family. Yeah. So <clears throat> what would you say was some of your best parts? You know, like, what do you miss the most, or should I say? Um, I mean, honestly, just having battle buddies and having somebody who had always had your back. Like, like I know no matter what, Rios would, would take care of me. Um, he would, yo, Rios is socked me in the face before mm-hmm. but he's also gotten to a fight for me you know he's also gone to bat for my integrity mm-hmm. like that dude would swing on anybody if they said a, a damn word about me yeah. like he was so loyal to me as a human and, and me to him like that that loyalty and that brotherhood can't be felt anywhere else yeah. and him and i you know you know we, we went through some stuff but it wasn't like anything that a lot of soldiers have to go through yeah some typical so, brother brother and brother shit right yeah yeah so it was it was pretty cool because it's you know the army in general from you know my my short time in the army it, it just it was so cool to see how everybody kind of sat there and embraced the stuff together and it it bonded humans mm-hmm. in a way that regular society can't bond people exactly. um and, and that that's something special yeah. and that's something special that I think a lot of sports teams uh, encounter but they don't encounter it to that level yeah, yeah. Um, you know because because the army is, is something completely different so yeah that's that's what I miss most man I, I love I love that brotherhood aspect of it um, and also you know just trying to be the best that you can be every single day because yeah. you know uh, what else do you have to really you know work is life and life is work so you know I always would say man I was like you know, I, 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 we watch sports. We both watch sports, man. And I yeah. always look at how locker rooms is always. You got that one guy in the middle, man, and he's like, and then well, prior to when they get on the field, and you got that one guy, he giving a speech. I always say, man, ain't no locker room, ain't no football field where that one guy is as powerful as. And you out that motherfucker, man, and you, you, you running that three mile at six. Six fucking fifty in the morning when the motherfucking the formation takes off, mm-hmm. and you everybody that was drinking last night, <laughs> you looking back at them and everybody just looking at each other like we smiling, but we like bitch, I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> but just that moment right there, man, is more powerful than that locker room. So you're saying there's no booby miles. There's no booby miles. There's no booby miles. It's it, it, everybody. Everybody is in it together, yeah, and then and, and there is no there's no bullshit like that. It's yeah. like people are like, you know. And what's funny because it's and, and it's the way that the army treats you. They, you know, they teach you from day one. Mm-hmm. The second the first person 
is not able to make it up that hill, all your motherfuckers turning around. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go grab him. Go you gotta take him back up the hill. Right, you hate this shit. Yeah, you know, right. And yeah. you had a motherfucker in the back. He'd be, he be standing in the middle. Of the room, yeah, like, yeah. Like, motherfucker, you turned around with everybody yeah. too, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then you'd have that dude who, you know, was just a total fuck up in like basic of something, you know. Yeah. And, and they just, they brought the whole platoon down. But it, it taught you a very important yeah. lesson to like, that I think a lot of people need to learn nowadays is is like, don't forget your fellow human. Yeah. Like be be kind and be good to everybody. And just because somebody is not up to that level doesn't mean that we can't bring them to that level, especially if they're like in your circle. You know, we I think we ridicule people so often and we forget to be more compassionate. Yeah. Because everybody kind of has their own skills and talents, so you know sometimes people get left behind, and it's society's way to be like, if you're weak, crush them. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how yeah. the world should work, man. Um, so yeah, I, th- I I love that about the army because that's it, it really brings people together like that. Um, Different walks of life, man. Yeah, it really Different does. Different walks of life, man. Seriously, <laughs> I, yeah. I, about but about fifty percent of the people I served with are from Texas. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Texas had a big part. Uh, Majority of mine was like Alabama, the South, right? Alabama, a lot of the South. Yeah, Alabama, <clears throat> Florida, um, and Georgia. Them three, them three states, man. And it's crazy because you know, growing up in Louisiana, man, I never would, I never would imagine. Even having friends from like Georgia or Alabama, yeah. Let alone even going to those states, because I was like, shit, I ain't even, you know, at that point, you know, like it was just the focal point was just little small ass, Appaloosa. Well, my street, my side of the town, my city, and then my parish, and then the state of Louisiana. Yeah, like you couldn't even. You had so many like things to focus on. Yeah. in your small town that you looking outside of yeah, that box is very very yeah. it's, it's very hard yeah, yeah I think that's kind of like the small town syndrome I think a lot yeah. of people get there yeah um, you know and you probably know a lot of homies from back home that are just like doing the same shit in the same place you know you, you probably know a lot of people that never really left yeah. which is not a bad thing I think that you know sometimes those cities suit people you know they like that type of lifestyle I personally can't get behind it. Um, you know, we talked earlier, and we were talking about how we love the city, and I'm I'm from a small town in mm-hmm. Idaho, so I can relate to that. Oh, in a sense. Oh, hold on, hey, look, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna get it. Let me tell you guys, man. You know, <laughs> hey, my brother from motherfucking Pocatello. <laughs> Pocatello. Pocatello. <laughs> I call that motherfucker Pocatello. Goddamn. <laughs> hey, Poch. Let me tell you something. Just to let you guys know, man. Idaho. Is the most beautiful state in the motherfucking oh my God, it's beautiful. country, man. It's absolutely gorgeous. Snake River. Hey. That's all you got. That's all I got. Hey. Potatoes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that shit was coming. No, 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 man. Like, the motherfucker from Boise, man, to the how Boise sits in the motherfucking, in, in the valley of the mountains and shit like that. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of really cool yeah, things about Idaho. Idaho's um, beautiful, man. So, it's, but if you were to live if you were to live in one state, like where would you live? Like, where's your number one? Bro, bu- no bullshit. Yeah. No bullshit. No bullshit. Motherfucking Montana. Montana. Do you have like, do you like Bozeman or? 
No, so like the fucking the western part of Montana. Okay. Like near Missoula and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. H- uh, Helena. Okay. Moe. I was born in Whitefish, actually, <laughs> Montana. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is that what? That's like. Southern? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, I'm normally good with my geograph. Yeah. My geographical skills, but. Um, why Montana though? Me. What um? What's your draw to Montana? Um, territory. You know, being being able to actually buy something that's worth something. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting land out there. Peace. Yeah. Peace, motherfucking peace, man. That'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. It's 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 nice. It's nice. Um, I mean, shit, just driving through like Utah, Montana. Oh. Um, you see a little bit of it. You see like you get these like snapshots as yeah. you're driving through. Like you'll see you'll drive through, for instance, you'll be on the highway. And a lot of highways that go from like northern Arizona through southern Utah and through I mean like just through those areas, you'll see these little little towns that are like a thousand people. The forgotten, the forgotten. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and and they're just people kinda living and mm. they have like three stores that they go to and their their life is like they don't worry about all the shit that we worry yep. about on a daily basis, which is like less is more in a lot of different situations. So, I think living in a small town in Montana sounds kind of good. Well, I love it. What would it be your Would it be your um, uh, one city to live in um, in America? In America, it, it, you know. Well, we didn't go into like going overseas because yeah, just like. The country, so you say yeah, the country yeah. In America, um, New York City, um, a little bit <laughs> different from yeah. yours, but um, you know, you spend a lot of time in New York, so you yeah. know how beautiful it is yeah, out there yeah. and how fun it I is. Fucking love it, man. Um, yeah, that that's always been something that's just really like pulled me in. We were talking about it earlier, and just like the city, the city is so majestic and it's so powerful, and there's this um, like you never. I never feel like I'm in a different country in the United States yeah, until I go yeah. to New York City. Like New York City is like the epitome of like America. It's so it's it's so vast and yeah. like the city is so big that it's just like it makes you feel so small. But like you like you say it it displays America, man. Like uh, New York, New, you know, I look at cities like like how, how would you say that? I look at cities as when you have foreigners coming into a city so much as New York does, mm-hmm. New York plays a pivotal role in the the, the uh, how America is portrayed. For sure, I say it, it 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 plays a big part because it has it has big shoes to wear as far as saying this is the city we display to. This is our culture. This is our culture. Yeah, like they have to put on twenty four seven for a motherfucker to come from Zimbabwe or. A hundred percent. Just to come there and be like, but this is what America like I wanna be with. Yeah. Not knowing that. Yeah. Motherfucker you, I fly your ass in the Flint. And you'd be like, hey, hey. <laughs> Get me out. Yeah. I'll fly your ass into Detroit and it'd be a whole different story, but it gives you know, New York man Bro, it's I'm you know, it's like wow. It's pretty magical. And I think yeah. you know, I think that if you ask anybody in the entire world Name their first three cities in America that they can think of. You're going to get New York New first. York, yeah. You're going to get L.A. second. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to get, what, Chicago? Chicago. Chicago, maybe. Skyline, um, beautiful. 
or maybe somebody get cheeky and say Texas. Yeah, you know, it's funny. A lot of people say Texas, a lot of people say Texas a because they, a lot of people from overseas, especially mm-hmm. like Australians, a couple of people oh, I was talking Texas. to, they love, Texas. they love the South. They love the American love South Texas. in general. Like, they, well, they think that Texas is the South. Yeah. They think yeah. that, te- like, but like, I live in Dallas <clears throat> and actually, I'm homeless right now. But I ain't got no. Dallas, I live in LA. Dallas, like, we don't claim you. <laughs> we don't claim you. <laughs> Sydney's like, you ain't even here yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's funny because people are like, yo, like Texas is the epitome of the South. But if you go into Dallas, you're like, no, mm-hmm. no, Dallas is not. Nope, I don't get that vibe from Dallas at all. Um, now you go into like some of these kind of it's it's the podunk towns of Texas that are Texas like all you know everything across the ten yeah. when you're driving across Texas on the ten all those little all those little yeah. Tyler Texas and Odessa and uh, all these all these motherfucking little Kill towns Gore, Texas. yeah yeah that is kind of the Which has a good football program shout out to Kilgore <laughs> has a good football program. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, we talked early, and I, you know, I love Houston. I love Austin. Yeah. Da- Dallas is good. I like Dallas. It's a good spot. But um, man, Houston and Austin are great. But it's funny because they think that that's the South. But if you ask me what the South is, mm-hmm. shit, man, I think Alabama, Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, I think South Carolina. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I I think those those kind of states, and I don't really. Yeah, maybe it's maybe maybe it's because I've lived in big cities and in, in Texas that are a little too big for the britches. But that's kind of like my mentality now that I've lived in a few places in Texas. Like that's not really the the American South that the rest of the world thinks that it is. Yeah, because I because Dallas is Dallas to me, man. I'm all, Dallas is more like a damn. It's more Midwest. It's it is. It's more Midwest. Yeah, and that, Midwest, the reason being, man. you can drive a fucking hour north and you're yeah. basically in Oklahoma. Yeah. In Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I was, stationed, I was stationed outside Oklahoma City. Yeah. And that shit is like, that shit is hella Midwest, man. I, when you, now, there's some country motherfuckers there. And I ain't gonna lie. But it, you know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. more like, that shit is Midwest as fuck. You be like, yo, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a certain vibe to Midwest people, and I, I've met a bunch of people from the Midwest, but I've never really lived in the Midwest. So I don't really understand mm-hmm. it. I haven't, I haven't grasped their culture yet. Because, because, if you go, and that's why I say that too. If you drive across the forty going going east to Memphis, yeah, Memphis, and Memphis is the south. Yeah, it is. It's weird how that works, right? But Memphis do have Memphis has. A lot of St. Louis and Chicago in it because yeah. a lot of folks moved from. That was the migration stop. It was a midpoint between the South and and Chicago. So you have a lot of families that that migrated to uh, Chicago and St. Louis, and then they come back mm-hmm. and they bring back what that that local Chicago language and that, that Chicago accent and that local St. Louis accent. Mm-hmm. With the hear, like, you gonna go her and all this other <laughs> shit. And I'm like, you know, down south, ain't nobody saying that shit like that, but because you go to St. Louis, and that's more of a St. Louis, like her and all that other shit. But in Memphis, they say the same shit, and they talk the same kind of way a little bit, but it's more, so I think that's like more Midwest, Southern, but Oklahoma City and Dallas is like, that's one of the ones, man, I be looking at them like, yeah, I don't think, I don't know about no goddamn... <laughs> 
I don't know if y'all south. Yeah, I mean they they are, but it's it's it, a lot of it's based off of novelty and based off of yeah. um, a lot of other cities inside of that state that make it the south. Because if you look into Dallas, it's gentrified. Yeah, very, the very entire much. the entire city of Dallas is is very gentrified and gentrified. And if you go to like the suburbs and stuff, you start to get a little bit more of that southern feel. Um, but yeah, like the city itself, and I mean, I guess you could make that st- you can make that case with any city. Yeah. You look at Atlanta. You look. I mean, you look at uh, bigger cities. Now, if you look at North Carolina, would you consider North Carolina to be the South? Because if you are up in, if you're living in North Carolina, no. I swear to God, I've seen this. It, when I was living in North Carolina, a lot of motherfuckers said that they were from the South, that they yeah. are the South, and. I, I looked on a map the other day, and I saw that North Carolina is, like, fucking right next to New York, and New York ain't the South. So, so like, what's your opinion on that? that that's, the, that my, that's my thing, because they be talking about Virginia, too, man. They be saying Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's the South, too. And that's, like, old school. That's, like, old that's South. That's old South. But it's funny, because I think the people from Virginia act more like Southerners than the people from North Carolina. Right, because, right, right, you know... Especially West Virginia. Especially West Virginia, because yeah. West Virginia, but, you know, that's more like country, country Yeah, style. that's country. Country um, Regardless of where it's located. So I think we need to change the way that, you know, when we say the South, we're not even talking about where it's located on the map. We're talking about a mentality, yeah, mentality a culture yeah, of people. Culture of people uh, and you can say the same shit for the Midwest, yeah. even if they're in the South. <laughs> It's, it's funny, so people say South, and they go, oh, Texas is the most, this is like for people that live outside of the country, they say Texas is the most Southern state, mm-hmm. so they're the most Southern place in America, and, and it's a mentality that carries through multiple states. Um, but because you could, you could say that, you could look at that and say, we got down um, Florida. Do you think Florida is like... Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Because Florida, you know... But there's some parts in Florida, in Miami, definitely in Miami, like Carroll City. Really? You, you'll run into a lot, but I think, because Carroll, like, Miami, Miami, Miami is like New York, but mm-hmm. on a smaller scale of everything that's coming from the, those islands, the Barbados, mm-hmm. the Caribbeans, the whole Caribbean, those Caribbean islands, Miami's, man, is either Florida or New York. Mm-hmm. The majority are gonna go to New York because they got family that's been migrated to New York from by way of going to Miami and then say, hey, "Look, we went up top, damn, and this is where we at." So don't even go down there; just come up here. So then you dive that into what was originally there. You got a lot of this. It's it's the Geechee talk and it's, like you said, the mentality and the culture. So I give I give Spurs in Miami like. That southern, that southern title. Yeah. But geographically-wise, I always had a problem with how they call, how they address how the Midwest is for states. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that it's just kind of misplaced, especially because, you know, I, it had to deal with just exactly where people migrated, like yeah. where, where, like, people ended up living. So... We're going to take a break. We're going to take a commercial break. A non-paid commercial break. You have just listened to episode one of The Brigade, the podcast show hosted by your boy Jack. All of the episodes will be available on all podcast platforms. Continue to tune in. Continue to listen. Continue to support us. If you want to follow us, go to 
at everywhere you ain't TV, Instagram, at everywhere you ain't TV, Facebook. Go to our YouTube TV channel, at everywhere you ain't TV. Go ahead and subscribe. Look forward to speaking to you, sharing dialogue with you, and just keeping you up with the best and good content that is going to be given to you guys. God bless.